Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. V to the Victoria, producer of the program. Follow her on Twitter at V to the Victoria. In between, uh, there's there's, uh, underscores like all over the place. Right, just to pizzazz it up a little. Usually people do that to differentiate from other V to the Victorias. Maybe you did that. Maybe there are other V to the Victorias. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Luke DeCock, who has no underscores in his Twitter handle. It's simply Luke DeCock from the News and Observer columnist. Uh, He joins us every Friday. All right, let's talk about what we saw last night, which really were two games. We saw the first game, which was dreadful on the part of both teams. Then Virginia Tech showed up, scored on their first three drives of the second half. And then NC State showed up. Uh, Which game was your favorite? I mean, I think watching NC State when it was 21-3 and you're losing to the worst team in the ACC and the fifth best team in Virginia was stunning. I, you know, I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I, I just never thought it was, it was just a place you never thought that NC state could end up um, even without Devin Leary or whatever. It was just, uh, I have to give your colleague and my former colleague, Joe Giglio credit. He tweeted, this is surreal. And that it really was, mm-hmm. but to watch NC state really for the second straight home game, Go on a, uh, a on a big run, game of runs, as we all know. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, to close that one out and to do it without Devin Leary. And obviously it was Jack Chambers, the 16-0 run against Florida State. It's MJ Morris, the 19-0 run against Virginia Tech. I think probably a slightly uh, lower degree of difficulty yeah. against the Hokies and Larry Fedora Light over on their sideline. But uh, really, uh, it, I think it speaks to the the what this team, what this NC State team, could have accomplished if Devin Leary had stayed healthy, if they'd found a way to win at Clemson. I've talked for a couple of years now about that this NC State team has the deepest and most proficient group of leaders of any college football team that I've, I've seen in, in, in 14 years of, of covering college football closely here. And I think that's what you saw. Yeah. Uh, the players talked about it afterwards. It's a team that believes in each other, uh, has been through this before, um, and even at 21-3, when it looked like they were about to quit, never did uh, and fought back and, 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 and really impressive uh, in a lot of ways. So I think that the heart and the leadership um, of this team uh, as in, is, is both impressive and it kind of makes you wonder what might have been because certainly this, this was a team that had the intangibles to do great things. Here's the thing. Luke DeCock is with us as he is every Friday. Here's the thing about this game, this team going into the game that I was looking for. I mean – before the game started last night, I had no doubts that NC State was going to win the game. I just wanted to see how they were going to go and win the game. Are they going to be business as usual, which is uh, no risks, let your defense do the heavy lifting, score enough, because Virginia Tech is, as you said, uh, the fifth best team in Virginia. They might be sixth. I'm sure. I don't know. Are they better than Radford? I'm not even sure. Um, but the the truth is, is that philosophy offensive philosophy i think has held them back and we saw that same philosophy 
leading to nothing for almost three full quarters. And then, out of necessity, all of a sudden the forward pass showed up. Does that, does the way they move the ball through the air, does it carry over? Do we see, okay, now we can, they had that with Devin Leary and they really didn't explore it. So, what am I crazy? No, I, I mean, I think that the difference is in this game, once they decided that MJ Morris was ready to play, uh, I, I, I understand why they were cautious with the playbook early. You're dealing with a freshman getting his first real under fire action. But now that you've seen that he can handle it, that he can, the, you know, push, push the offense forward, he can make those throws. He's got mm-hmm. some courage. Uh, I, I think you open it up with MJ Morris, and I think it's a chance to atone really for not doing it with Devin Leary. Now, the the problem there is you look at the Clemson game. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Could they have been more effective on offense if they'd thrown the ball downfield more? I mean, obviously, yes, they didn't do it enough. But given the state of NC State's receivers at that point in the season, I don't know that it would have been any more effective than, than it was. That said, the receivers played better last night. Yeah. And if Devin Leary were still a quarterback, I think you would see, you would see a very explosive NC State offense, maybe the one we thought we would see early, just too late. Uh, maybe MJ Morris can benefit from that. I really liked what I saw from him. I thought he had a, a pretty good command of what they were asking him to do. I thought he made some tough throws into the tight windows, and he was willing to take a hit to make a play. So, you know, he's not Devin Leary, but I think he offers some, some, some raw talent, let's, yeah. let's call it what it is, that Jack Chambers doesn't. And you've got a chance, you know, to kind of use these last few games as a as an internship and build for him for next year. I mean, he's going to make some bad decisions. I mean, we we saw one at the end of the first half uh, on the field goal drive. Like he knew a uh, he did get well. He, he took a knee with the ball, which obviously, uh, as it turned yeah, out, they were they, they were still able to uh, to kick the field goal. But he nearly threw an interception. Right before that. I was I mean it could have easily been picked off. So there are going to be some curious decisions, but for the most part, I loved everything I saw from MJ Morris. The, the just to go back to the 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 philosophical problem is that they really weren't even stretching the field with Devin Leary. No, they you have weren't. they have one of the best returning quarterbacks in the country. And I yes, they have wide receiver issues. By the way, Terrell Timmons, I'm sorry, Terrell Timmons Jr can play for me. He made uh, two pretty decent contested catches. Uh, one where he ends up landing on the back or on his back on top of a defender. Uh, and they were big catches they needed. Uh, Devin Carter played a good game last night. We haven't seen Devin Carter really do much at all this year. I think he caught back-to-back passes against Clemson, and that was it. Those were his only two catches. So, And Trent, I think there is something to, to have Trent Penix back, don't you? Yeah, and, and you talk about Timmons. I mean, this is a guy who might not have been ready to do that until the end of October yeah. when you're dealing with young players. So, 
you know, I think there's a little chicken and egg issues there. I think in the end, in the final analysis, NC State has been a better team, as I wrote this, when they threw the playbook out the window and threw caution to the wind and just let whoever it was, let Leary, Morris, Chambers, Cook, they've been a better team. And when they've tried to moderate the offense and hold those guys back and be cautious, uh, they haven't been a very good offensive team, and it's nearly cost them a couple games. So I would hope going forward that Dave Dorn and Tim Beck look at the evidence of, of Florida State of Virginia Tech, of what didn't happen against Syracuse, uh, and say, look, you know, we may not have the yeah. the reliability we want at receiver. We may not have a quarterback who's as good at making the reads as we need, but we're killing ourselves by throwing five yard passes over and over again and running Jordan Houston between the between the guards. Um, <laughs> let's open things up. Let's take some shots downfield. If Devin Carter drops him as he has in the past, you know, we'll live with that. And maybe we'll find someone else to play that position, whether it's Timmons or someone else. So I think you you have to learn from this experience and say, you know, caution is has not worked for us. Safe as death, as John Tortorella would say. And uh, it's time to, to loosen things up and let it fly. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Are they going to Atlanta to claim first place, Luke DeCock? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that this is the best <laughs> team in that division. The, the NFL's Coastal Division. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's such a bad division. It's terrible. Uh, they've got divorced from Tom from yeah. from Matt Rule. Tom Brady got divorced from Giselle. I mean, it's it's not a, an operation anywhere that's working really well right now. Um, but that said, I, I think that's why the Panthers' first three or four games were so frustrating, which was they weren't far away from winning those games that they would just execute on offense at any vague level of baseline competence. Their defense was good enough to win those games. Their offensive line, which has been such a problem for a decade, was good enough to win those games. And you just couldn't get the quarterback play and, quite frankly, the play calling right. uh, to win those games, score enough points to cross the uh, the, the Matt Rule-Mendoza line, the, the Rubicon, spelled R-H, uh, of 17 points. The Panthers have, with Steve Wilkes, they've got some confidence. They've got some, wait for it, verve. Oh no! And if you can, yeah, yeah. If you can keep that going um, in this division, if you win eight or nine games, that may be enough to get you into the playoffs against all expectations. That said, when you look at at last week, that was as Dean Smith would say, the first game without the guy. You know, you're without Christian McCaffrey, you're without Robbie Anderson. Right. You're you're making some big changes. Everybody wants to impress the new coach. You're you're stepping up into that situation. I don't know necessarily that the Panthers can maintain that level. Uh, going forward because they historically they haven't. But again, how much of that was Matt Rule? How much of that was the, the not maybe him specifically, but the atmosphere or the environment that he created? Uh, clearly, it did not allow some of these players to perform to the, to the most of their potential. Maybe Steve Wilkes is the guy to do it. Uh, well, it, it brings me to this. First of all, they've been playing without Robbie Anderson all year, so it really wasn't a loss. Um, I'd give Steve Wilkes the job tomorrow or today or yesterday. Uh, for for this reason, and there's a lot of reasons, I think I think Steve Wilkes, to me, he exudes leadership, and we could sit here all day long and try to find the next uh, hot young defensive offensive assistant. And Carolina, by the way, has only hired defensive coaches, from Capers to Seifert to. Uh, Fox to Rivera. I mean, I don't even know what rule was. I thought he was a defensive guy, but who knows? He was nothing. He was actually more offensive than defensive or offensive. Um, but I think Wilkes cares. I think this matters to him. 
and I hate to use the example of the head coach for the Carolina Hurricanes, but sometimes when it matters to you more, and I think it matters to Steve Wilkes more, I think that makes you the better option. I would literally hire him yesterday and give him a contract and let him be the head coach. He gets the Panthers, and like you said, the same way Rod Brennan gets the Hurricanes. The thing that David Tepper said that I think, well, I think that maybe the I brought live music to Charlotte thing rubbed the most people the wrong way. <laughs> but number two would be this isn't a franchise with a culture of winning. And we all know that that's not true. It may not have a culture of championships, right. but there have been good years. There have yeah. been years where the Panthers had a culture of winning. They had expectations. They had accountability. Steve Wilkes was a part of some of that. Mm-hmm. And I think he gets that. And my guess is if, 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 if I'm Steve Wilkes and I hear my owner say that and I'm the new interim coach, I'm going to be like, well, hell, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. That's a stupid thing to say. I know what that culture is. I mean, we have our own slogan that defines that culture. Uh, let's go out. Let's keep pounding and let's figure it out. So, yeah, I, I don't know that I would give him the job yet. I want to see this season play out. But I think Steve Wilkes brings a lot to the job that that somebody else, anybody else would have a hard time bringing to that job. And I think those are things the Panthers need right now. Like they've been in the wilderness for so long. They've lacked leadership for so long. Again, let's go back to the Brindamore example. They need someone to come in, set a level of accountability, set a level of expectations and build a culture. And that's, you know, Rod Brindamore builds a culture walking in the door. Maybe Steve Wilkes does too, or maybe he's got a little more work ahead of him. But he's somebody who gets it, who gets the city, gets the franchise, gets the fans, knows what they want. And theoretically, if he's surrounded by the right people, could deliver that. Well, here's why I, I wouldn't even worry about what's going to happen the rest of this year. Look, the, I, we joked that the Panthers go to Atlanta and win. They're in first place, but they're still three and five. So they're in first place by virtue of this being a tire fire of a division. Um, I don't think they're good. Uh, I don't think they're going to win more than... Gosh, I think the ceiling on this team is six or seven wins for the entire for sure. season. Uh, sure. and, and honestly, I think it's probably closer to four <laughs> than it is. But that six. might win the division, Adam. Four, four <laughs> wins might win the division. Four th- well, I'm trying to think if it could. It, I, I don't it think can, it can. But, I think but there's no reason why they can't win some division games. Right. Well, they're 2-0 and in the division. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't wait. I think... Like they're going to be bad regardless of who that you could you could, literally you could bring in uh, the ghost of uh, what the guy from the 49ers, but Bill Walsh. You could bring in the Bill ghost Walsh. of Bill Walsh. They're still going to be bad. So I, it's not even my concern. I think I think Steve Wilkes would be the right guy, but I'm not trying to sit here and lobby for him. Um, I, I I just love the way he handled the Robbie Anderson situation. It's like get out of here, man. This is you, you, don't argue with your coaches. You, who are you? Robbie with a Y. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Robbie, yeah, we had that we had that discussion on Twitter. I and 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 you know, other things I see with him, the offensive play calling to me is better. I love what they did with Foreman. I they yeah. they they're you know, they're getting the ball to DJ Moore. These were all things that they could have done in the first month of the season. They threw it down and the field. Didn't. Yeah. They just didn't. 
And to me, that's that comes from the head coach. That's leadership or, or the lack thereof. And, you know, maybe Ben McAdoo sees the writing on the wall and he's coaching for his job, but he should have been from the beginning. And it's not his fault that Baker Mayfield keeps throwing the ball into the back of people's heads, but <laughs> you got to find a way to get around that. And, you know, P.J. Walker, give the guy credit. He went into training camp. He's, he's the Derek Steppen of the Carolina Panthers. He went into training <laughs> camp without a job and, and no place for him and been told he was no longer needed and they didn't want him back. And he ends up winning a spot in the lineup. So, you know, I, I, clearly if they can get a quarterback, they have some pieces to put around him. Yeah, I'm I'm less optimistic about the uh, the overall roster than you are, but it's okay. Uh, it is always going to be a work in progress. Final thing, you brought up Derek Stepan, and I don't really want to talk Derek Stepan here, although I could. Um, who, give me the MVP of the three one and one road trip for the Hurricanes, and they will of course start at home tonight against the Islanders. Yeah, I mean, as good as Marty Natchez has been, I don't think there's any question that it's Andrei Svechnikov who's you know, playing at the elite level that we've all known he's capable of playing at. He's done it in spurts, but to come out of the gate and do it to start the season, there's a statement of intent there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I really like what I'm seeing from him. The, the goals aside, the way he's playing, the shots he's taking, the passes he's not making, to be frank, that little bit of selfishness you want to see from a guy with that kind of shot and that kind of ability. Uh, there's, there's other guys. I mean, this is a team that's playing well. I mean, Sebastian Ajo is, has been Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. And as we talked about last week, you know, they're doing it while some of the new guys, whether it's Burns or Stastny or uh, obviously Kashi has got his own issues, but but are, are quite frankly getting up to speed. And we always underestimate that difficulty. It's always hard, especially a team that plays the way the Hurricanes do, to come into that new system. We expect guys with, you know, a game and a half of preseason action to walk in the door and play like they've been there for 20 years. It doesn't happen. It didn't happen for Dougie Hamilton. It's not happening for Brent Burns. It's not happening for Stastny. It won't happen for others. But there's enough there to like across the roster that I, there's very little that I look at this team other than the bad goals that yeah. we've seen in a couple of bad goals. Other than that, there's very little here that concerns me. But to me, if, if you want an MVP, I'd, I'd take 37. There's, there's no question that that is the correct answer. Uh, will, <laughs> will I see you tonight? You will. Excellent. Luke DeCock of the NNO. Uh, appreciate it. I'll see you on the fifth floor. Yes, sir. All right. We seven floor. Seven, seven is a seventh floor. I go to five. I take the elevator no, to five. OGs know it's the seventh floor, right? Oh, man. All right. I've been getting that wrong forever. All right. I'll see you on the seventh floor. I just want to push five. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. 